podcast. All I want you to know first and foremost is that God wants you to be here. We are all about empowering the queens who are craving more out of their life. They just have a feeling in their deep in their gut that they are made and built to create and impact more. We empower them to hustle and grow the God way because they've tried the world's way really hard. They gave their best at it and it just left you exhausted, burnt out, unfulfilled, and confused. Everyone has a purpose and a calling in this life and this podcast is made to develop it, develop your awareness of it, cultivate your confidence, and to just grow you as a woman, a wife, a mom, an entrepreneur, a kingdom impactor of this world. And we're going to do it the God way. We're going to hustle and grow the God way, okay? And today I'm so excited to bring on a beautiful woman of faith. She is about to open her third business. She lives in Houston, Texas with her significant other. She owns Valor, the Valor Agency, which is a creative digital marketing agency. She owns a global beauty brand team with Monate, and she's about to launch a small business marketing services firm, like sister with her Valor creative digital marketing agency. So you guys get ready to be schooled in productivity and what it takes to run three businesses, what it looks like in her day, and her mindset behind that. So let's get What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fuel Her Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Allen, and today I have a super awesome guest for you. Um, get your notes. This is going to be juicy. I'm so excited. Everyone, you just heard who we have. Please give a Fuel Her Coffee Mug cheer to Miss Jessie Hook. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm I'm really excited, you guys. One, this is the first recording I've had in three weeks that my kids have not been in the background, which love them to death. Okay. Not exactly good podcast assistants. So I'm really excited to have uninterrupted time with this bombshell. You guys, Jesse is awesome. She owns two businesses, we're just we're gonna say, and is just thriving and learning how to figure it all out. She just does the thing. So Jesse, please tell me and everyone who's listening about who you are and the story of how you got to be where you are today. Oh my gosh. Actually like slight correction, three businesses. I'm oh, in- I missed one. No, I'm actually in the midst of like launching another brand. I know I'm crazy, but it's so much fun. So hi guys. Um, so I actually own a creative marketing agency and the, the brand that I just mentioned that we're launching is now a sister brand that is a creative marketing um, you know, company to launch small businesses. So it's specifically tailored to launch small businesses with like nice little packages to get them running smoothly with branding, website marketing. And then I also work with a global beauty brand called Monate and run that business as well. So I'm definitely busy, but in a nutshell, how I really got started into the world of entrepreneurship, I think it starts way back to when I began competing in pageants, which is a whole thing. In summary, I'll just note that, you know, I started competing when I was 10 and I won two state titles and I officially retired, so to say, when I was 20. So 10 years of my life, that was really what consumed me. Not only was I a competitor, but I also was a mentor. I was a coach. I um, was a judge and I actually ended up working for the pageant system. 
reason that I think that was so instrumental in my framework as an entrepreneur now is it really let me know at a young age, not let me know, it instilled a belief system at a young age that I can do anything. And that is the most powerful realization in a young girl's mind. You know, when we are in our teens and figuring things out, I was 16 when I was Miss Michigan teen. 16, like just learning how to drive. Now I'm a role model. And so you're learning so many things about yourself, about uh, helping people, just it, so much. So that instilled such a great moral framework in my own confidence system. So I really just had this feeling that the world was my oyster. I didn't doubt for a second that I couldn't accomplish everything I wanted. So going into um, school, I majored in graphic design and I knew I liked it. I was, I was good at it, but I knew there was something else waiting for me. So I rode all the waves and eventually, you know, got jobs after graduating in corporate agency, freelance, just soaking up all the experience. <laughs> you know, I got this feeling at my last official job that I could really do this. And so I just quit. Again, it's that confidence system. That's like, why not? I always like one of my biggest mantras that I've always believed in is why not? Because what usually holds you back is fear. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. So I quit. And instantly I was well, within that first week, I was full-time freelance and then it kept going. So I just kept hiring more people and then I have a business and, then, <laughs> and it just sort of evolved. Um, so yeah, that's the story in a nutshell, really. Well, it's awesome. Well, the, literally you answered my next question, which was how did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur when our society and culture like is very school-minded, corporate or specialized normal jobs. So yeah. you definitely answered that. But what I thought was really interesting is that you were an athlete, like pretty much, you know, it, it was a beauty athlete, yes. but I, I share that I was a volleyball player for 13 years, played in college. And that's just, I feel like when you are, dedicate your young life to such a craft, you're, but you're not, you're also like empowered you're learning how to empower other people. You're learning how to coach other people. You're learning how to work on a team with other people. And you're not being like forced, I guess, to learn how to do that. You're like, I, I guess maybe that was, I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. But you still, it took a lot of goal and balls to like, just walk away. Did you guys have, did you have savings to fall back on? No, again, no. it's just so weird. It, it really is like a faith-based thing, truly. Just knowing that the universe and God is going to support you. Like truly, I just have always known, and I really do give so much credit to the pageant system. Also having such a strong support system from my mom. She's also, she's very similar to me. I'm definitely more of a risk taker. Don't tell her, but <laughs> it's like, what, you know, what is the, what's the, what's holding you back? Like, why not? You know? And if let's say it doesn't work out, then you'd find another job. Like it's going to be fine. And yeah. So I really just did it. I was, I was scared for sure. But I think that that's that fear that like fire under your ass type of feeling that motivates me so much. And like knowing that if I don't get clients, if I don't, you know, have a successful project that I might not be able to pay my bills. That is what fueled me. And I think that's what like really set up a strong foundation for our agency because we had that type of integrity that was like all in. You just, you know, you have to show up for our clients and our work. So, oh yeah, no, that's, that's gold. Like that is super gold. When did Monate come into the picture? Why did you take a chance on it? And how does that like work for you as far as do you view that as entrepreneurship in itself? How does that kind of come alongside with what you do? One of the reasons why I'm asking this question just so everybody on the podcast knows is I'm a big believer 
in the fact that a network marketing company or business, not a company, but your business is not just like this thing that you have to be, you have to do all the time. It's literally a stream of income. People just overcomplicate it so much, you know, and the average millionaire has seven different streams of income. So it's like, it's just a stream. It's just a stream of income. It is your business. You know what I mean? But like, how does it work for you? Why did you choose that way? And how do you feel about being a business? Because I, I agree. Like I'll get to, you know, why I decided to join, but I agree. Some people really have a weird hang up with it. But as a business-minded person, when you look at network marketing, it's brilliant. For me, I find so much like peace knowing that I don't technically own Monate because that's such a headache. I don't want to deal with that business's admin, legal, all of that. You basically get to own a business. You get to build a business, build a team without the headache. It's a risk-free structure. Like I absolutely love that part of it. It feels like fun for me. Whereas, I mean... For sure, my marketing agency, it's called Velour. Velour is so much fun, but I feel an immense amount of pressure because if things aren't running smoothly, like I am customer service, I am the legal department, I am all of it, it falls on me. So I am extra, um, you know, just cautious of how things are structured. I don't want any slip ups because I'm responsible for that. So anywho, I think that money is brilliant. Network marketing is so smart. And funny story, how I started, I really was looking for a hobby. I was looking for like something fun to do. It was when COVID happened. I didn't see it as a business. I really did not see this as something that would be an, an additional stream of income. I was like, cool, community, girl gang. I love these products already. I was a customer for over a year. And um, when I saw now my upline, she was posting about how it's risk-free and you can just, you know, just do it at your own pace. I was like, huh you know, COVID just started lockdown. Like I'm a little bit bored. This could be fun. And then once I dove in and saw the uncapped earning potential game over, I was like, okay, so now we've got two businesses. Got yeah. It. Okay. Got it. Where's our, where's the next one? The next one's coming. Yeah. And it is, it's now coming. Yes. <laughs> now we're good. That's so exciting. Um, I will say, so I, so you, hey, you'd never done a multi, you'd never done a multi-level marketing company before Monet, right? Uh-uh. Okay. That's cool. Had you ever been asked before? Yes. A mm-hmm. ton. Yep. Have you been asked to do Monate? I'm sure since you, you were using the products. Yeah. And it just never, it never crossed my mind really until COVID because I was looking for a hobby. I was like, you know, outside of work, I need to find balance because I'm losing my mind as an entrepreneur. Like I just don't shut off and I, I like it. So I'm working on stuff. So I was like, Oh, this could be fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Talk about hair. No, I do love it. Tell us what a typical day or work week looks like for you. And how do you stay focused when you're working for yourself? Okay. Well, it is challenging. I have to first say that calendars are everything like my Google calendar. I've synced multiples. So I have my marketing agency calendar and my money calendar intertwined. So it really does look like from nine to nine, I'm just booked. And that's, it's good though, because I book time for myself as well. So if I need like you know, some time to prep for something, I'll literally book. So nobody else can book a call with me, you know, a half hour for me to like, go take a walk and get my mind right. So, um, that's my day. And I actually, in the weekend, during the weekend, I like to look at my week ahead and do that planning so that I already time block the parts of my day that I know I need. And, um, everything else is just like meetings, calls, like, Hey, can you jump on this? It's really fun though. I, my marketing agency is remote. So we do a lot of video calls. We're not in real life and it's really just like collaborative, you know, Hey, can you jump on this call? Can you talk with me about this? I'm, 
I'm like a mentor. I'm my, my team's like mama bear. So I'm just <laughs> always available. And what's nice is that with my marketing agency, we have an account manager. Her name's Karen. She's fantastic. So she is really close with our clients. My main priority is making sure like processes and the team run smoothly. So every day is different, but every day is busy. Yeah. Every day is something. Every day is something. I love that you use Google calendars because when I started working for myself, I actually had an Android. So Google calendar is like very normal to me. I've always used it. And then I started mentoring girls, you know, that had only iPhones their whole life. And I'm like, where is your Google, your Google calendar? Show me what your Google calendar looks like. Are you time blocking? Are you anchored time? You know, how are you scheduling yourself in your day? And they're like a Google calendar. Yeah, girl, download that. (laughs) Download that now. And definitely schedule it for me was at first super overwhelming. I'm one of those people that like hate routines. I hate like doing, thinking I'm doing the same thing every day, but it is so, I have to put my workout on my calendar. If I don't put it on my calendar, like I will be that much more like, like to just not go to the workout, you yeah. know, I know oh it's God. there, you know, like, I know I'm going to work out every morning at six, but if it's not on my calendar, like I'm like, Oh, I can sleep in. Yes. Yes. Oh it gosh, has like an effect. Just brought up such a good point that I've been like struggling with with entrepreneurship I feel like there's this really big pressure to be a morning person to wake up at like 4 30 and to do all of these things before 8 a.m and whatever um I am just not that way I also am like you where I like to have a free schedule and I don't like to like feel very restrictive every day I do not like to look the same so I appreciate you also saying that I think that that is something in our culture that makes people feel pressured to be morning people to be a certain way, but you have to work how it works best for you. you or know? even tar- talk down to yourself and have that negative self-talk when you don't show up in the morning, like you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. that was, that's definitely a big thing is, but definitely in the network marketing culture, we definitely stress like, Oh, if you don't get a power hour in the first thing in the morning, like you're screwed. And it's yeah. like, no, but I think that's where a lot of our anti, like the anti MLM people, like they have, they get these, like they come across these kind of people and it's like, no, you, but here's the thing, what I want to say to them, hold them and shake them a little bit is it's your business, like your upline or your side people, that's their business. So what your problem is, is actually you don't put boundaries in place for yourself. Don't hate the MLM because of it, because you don't know how to put boundaries in place or you don't, you're not self-aware enough to understand like, okay, I don't have to do what she's doing kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I love, I love that. Different. And it's like, you know, my brain's not highly functioning in the morning. Like, I take a while to wake up. So in the morning, I like to like go on a walk, listen to some podcasts. It kind of like, it just re-inspires me for the day. And that's okay. Some people can wake up at 5am and just like go crazy and hammer through work. I'm not that way. And I think that's just like important to give yourself grace and how you work best. That's how you need to show up. And when you show up better for yourself, you're going to show up better for your team. And it just trickles down. Preach, 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 preach. Cause that was Mm -hmm. so good. So busy, just busy and you're plugging and going and you got your schedule, your Google calendar and your planner is your best friend. Yes. hundred percent. Love it. How do you get through really hard mental, emotional days? Like maybe life is just like, life is coming. It's getting emotional. So how, what do you do to get through those, to power through those? Such a good question. I am like extremely like in tune with that too. So whenever I do feel something uh, like a wave of doubt or a wave of worry or fear, like, oh my gosh, this client just said this or whatever. I have to feel it. I have to like release it. So usually I will either go on like my balcony or go on a walk and just process through that because all of those thoughts that are bringing us down, they really are an illusion. It's fear-based. It's not real and it's not going to serve you. And we know that in our conscious mind, 
but our emotional state just needs to kind of like be reminded. So I take that time, literally going on a walk with myself and just processing it. Okay. Like, is this fear or is this thought serving me? Okay. No, then what's the actual truth? Is there something I can learn from this situation? And if so, let's implement that. If not, how can I release this so I can get back to work and show up as the leader I need to be for my team? So it really is like self-talk and, and self-processing, but it's really, really important. And I think that, that that whole practice of self-talk is just that, it's a practice. So some people might be listening like, okay, but how do I do that? Just start and just, just practice. You can start with journaling. Journaling is really helpful, um, but you need to have that self-dialogue. That's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to become aware of those things that are triggers, that are feeling like something that just keeps piling up, that's fear-based or whatever. That's how you're going to be able to identify that and then quickly navigate through it and bounce back. Yes. I read somewhere, I think it was Mel Robbins and she said, um, I love Mel Robbins, uh, but she said that, or she says that emotions are neutral. We're the ones that put the negative or the positive connotations to the emotions. Even fear is good. It's just trying to tell you like, Hey, you're, you know, something's happening. Let's figure it out together. We're the ones that's like, Oh no, run away. Scared mm-hmm. kind of things. I love that. I, I love if you can have that perspective, like just take a second and be like, okay, I'm gonna take a step back. What's this emotion telling me? How am I feeling? Is it true? And how, you know, how do I, how do I do that? So one question from that, how did, how'd you get kind of aware? Is it the personal development you were, you had to do? Is that kind of just something you worked through yourself? Was, you know, therapy maybe that helped you? Like what, how did you get to be self-aware and to know that, you know, okay, emotions, triggers, I need to go figure this out. Mm-hmm. So I actually started therapy when I was 15 or 16 and I still work with the same therapist. I'm oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's amazing. And, you know, I got to a place where I was like 20 mid twenties. And I just started calling her my life coach because a lot of our meetings, we weren't working through traumas. We weren't working through like, you know, heavy stuff. It was more just guiding with professional and relationship issues. And yeah, I think it's just so important. Working with a therapist can just help you understand how to better navigate you. It's really just a tool to help you. For sure. I actually just started therapy, finally broke down, finally broke down this. I'm so, I'm looking forward to the journey. I will say, I will ask this. So someone who maybe can't afford to go to therapy just yet, how would you maybe, what would you, what would you say the first step for them would be? I think mine was picking out books that, you know, was a weakness of mine, trauma and like Brene Brown, like Mel Robbins were mine. So whatever you struggle with, but then doing the hard work, journaling out the questions they ask you, journaling out the hard moments and that kind of, that's kind of like where I started. But what would you say to someone who can't afford therapy right now? Yeah. I think journaling is the best first step. Like I mentioned that inner dialogue or like that self dialogue. I think that is key. Like if you're not able to really, you know, work through problems, you're not going to be able to navigate difficult emotions very well. So journaling for sure. There's also so many really great resources like called May Cause Miracles by Gabrielle Bernstein, I believe. And this is it's like a little, it's a daily workbook almost. And so every day she like gives you hype and encouragement and like a task. And I think for somebody really early on, that's so key because it builds accountability for yourself and also helps you strengthen that, that tool book, right. Of how to start thinking about things a little bit differently inward. I'll link that in the show notes so people can just go click and if they want to look at that, they can. Love it. Okay. What do you do when you feel yourself getting too comfy or staying too long in your comfort zone? 
oh my gosh, that like never happens. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. What are you, an Enneagram seven? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like a three, seven. I really just don't. And I think if I'm being honest, looking back throughout my professional career, whenever I have felt really comfortable, I introduce something new, whether that's now my new sister business for mm-hmm. small businesses or like a new process or something new we're going to offer. I just, I, I just don't accept feeling comfortable and like, okay, we're just a, you know, well-oiled machine. Like it always needs to grow. And that's a big part about business. I think that if you're not evolving and constantly reassessing your processes, your services, your marketing, your business plan, if you're not constantly looking at that and evolving it, you are not growing. And so that's what I do so frequently. And I, like anybody that's on my team, if they're listening to this, they're laughing because literally the first like two, three years of the business, we had something new every single month and it works. Like you have to stay agile and aware. That's the key. So do you maybe, do you think you do those reassessing monthly or quarterly? Monthly for sure. In the early stages, it was like every other week. (laughs) Do you have a system that you like go and check, you know, check out your processes or what do you do to kind of like check, you know, check yourself out? Kind of. I mean, in terms of like marketing, you know, we would look at the data and the analytics. So it's like, okay, well, we're doing this new um, on social and we can see that this is performing really good, but then actually we're our website traffic is going down. Okay, what's that telling us? So it's all telling you a story of how you can strengthen your business. And so that's that's marketing. But internally with our processes, it's more or less like, okay, we would launch something and I would see how it all played out. And if people were happy, if work was being done quicker, better results, and just go from there. It's a lot of awareness, but it's so much fun to see it actually work, right? And people happy. Yes, it is. We're going to switch gears just a tad. I know you have a significant other, correct? Yes. Have you guys been together? Uh, a year and a half. I love it. And you, do you live together? Yes. Awesome. And you're living in? Apartment. No, city. Sorry. Oh, I was like, oh yeah, we got this little cute place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm coming over. Drinks. <laughs> Please. It's such a vibe here. Um, we live in Houston right now, but we're planning to <sighs> to Scottsdale or a Phoenix area in September in just a couple months. Oh, really? That is exciting. I love Scottsdale. I love Scottsdale. Yeah. Has your significant other always been supportive of these entrepreneurial goals and dreams? And has he always understood the Monate hustle? Like, how does that look? How does that dynamic look for you? I love that question because in his heart and mind, he is so supportive and he, I know extremely values like my hustle. Like he definitely adores that part of me. But I don't think he like relates the hustle to why I'm always on my phone and why like I just don't want to watch TV at night. Like I have other things to do. So that has been a work in progress. Now we're definitely in a good place, but it was like, oh yeah, I'm here for you. I support all this stuff. Like you're such a badass, go girl. And then like, when are you going to stop working? It's like, it doesn't work that way. So <laughs> now we're in a place where, where he gets it. And it's definitely, he'll ask, Hey, tonight, can we have a date night? Or like, when are you going to be free this weekend? Cause I'd really like to do something with you, which honestly makes it a little bit more special because we have like intentional time together and we live together. So we're always together anyway, for like small moments. 
so it's fine. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, the next question, it goes right into that. And you kind of just literally hit the nail on the head, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What boundaries do you have in place within your relationship to keep work and play ratios in check? I, the reason why I asked this is literally my husband and I, when I first started working from home, working by myself, you know, launching businesses, I mean, it was a struggle, um, to find, he loved it. Like he, you know, he saw money, especially he saw, he saw how happy I was and he loved it, but he's like, Hey, yo, like what I'm here too. You know, we, of course we have the kids also involved. So we've had to, to create some serious, you know, boundaries around that work life play. I don't like to say balance because there's nothing ever going to be in balance. Like, I do not believe in that. That's why I say, just keep it, you know, the ratios in check. So other than, I love that he asks the questions like, Hey, are you, you know, can I have a date night? Can we do a date night tonight? I love that. Okay. So anything else like in particular that you guys do? Girl, honestly, as you're talking, I'm like, once we do have a family, like God willing, that's when we're going to have to have a boundary talk. Cause I could imagine I'm actually fearful in a way of becoming a mother because I don't know how I can do it all. Like right now I feel like mama bear to three businesses and three individual teams. Like, I just feel like so much responsibility. So adding that onto it, I know I'm going to need to create boundary, which is honestly a, the biggest blessing. And I'm very excited if, and when that happens, but within our relationship, I can imagine we're really going to have to have a talk on like, when are, when am I on and off the clock? And that probably will be really healthy right now. We are like best friends. And so, I mean, even if he like walked in right now, he would probably pop in and be like, Oh, Hey, what's up? Um, <laughs> so he, it's really just like easy and casual with him. He just knows that my work is a really high priority. And he also respects it and asks that you guys have learned to ask the question. That's still boundaries on air. Just what me and my husband, and I don't have TVs or phones in our room. Phones are off. We do not touch them in the bedroom. We do not have TVs in here. We have specific date night without kids every Friday night. There are a couple of boundaries that we've had to put in place. Now, a couple of our date nights on Fridays, we want to spend with the kids, but like we usually have that time blocked off. Like we, you know, I'm not doing anything. That's the other reason why... I won't get on a lot of calls at, after like eight or, you know, nine, because that's my family time. Like that's bedtime. And I want to be present for that. So, although I'll just catch all the calls and recordings, but like, I think God though, is like, you have to learn how to be a mom first, because if you have a, if you have a business, you're not going to be a mom. <laughs> He's yeah. like, you, you need these first and then I'll give you your businesses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you had a daughter and I'm not saying a, I'm, the only reason I'm not saying a son is because like, we're talking about women. If you had a daughter, what would you want about how you lived your life to teach her? Oh, I so hope and pray that I pass down, and I know I will just because, that feeling of innate confidence, like that she knows fully, zero doubt, that she can do anything that she wants in this world. Anything of her desire is attainable, it's within reach, and it's already hers. She just has to go get it. Oh, chills. I love it. And also what's really cool is you're, you know, living that out yourself. So it's not just something you'd be saying. It'll be something that you're showing and giving her. Jesse, I've had so much fun talking to you and this has been so juicy. Okay. I have one more question that I ask everybody. Um, what is a song to add to our, it's called the fuel her playlist. So I want to like fuel these babes. We're pumping them up. There's some worship in there, just like pumped up stuff. Um, what's a song that you'd want to add to it? And then also what is a Bible verse that will get you through, get, helps get you through a tough day? Okay. So my go-to song, this is an oldie, but it's a classic. It actually brings me back to my first pageant ever. It was one of the songs that was like in one of our trainings, pocket full of sunshine. 
I love it. Such a, it's a classic. Like, how can you listen to that and not smile and dance? I just don't, I don't get it. Um, and then I actually, I want to like relay just a mantra. I'm really big into the concept of fear versus love. And that was passed down from um, A Course in Miracles, also teachings with Marianne Williamson, Gabrielle Bernstein, all of that. And I just very much feel like if you're aligned in love, like God's truth, then fear is not even real because you are of the divine. You are of perfect love. So fear is not even real. So basically it's like just that concept of love versus fear and fear is not even real. Um, a lot of people on my team say that my, my quote, my infamous quote is tell fear to F off. <laughs> yes, it really is like, it's just in your way. And just to recenter, like knowing that you are of God, you already have like everything you need to be abundant and successful. So go girl. That is so good. Okay. I know you guys better have taken some notes because that was some good, good content today. <laughs> Jesse. again, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you for coming and talking to these babes. You have completely blessed our audience and, um, tell us where we can find you and is there websites I can link in the show notes for you that new business, you know, to keep, to keep an eye out for launching and all that stuff. Yes. Okay. So velouragency.com, that is our, the main marketing brand. And then we just launched, it's called launch by velour agency, pun intended, because this is a sister brand catered to launch small businesses. So really affordable, beautifully designed, cost-effective, like packages to help small businesses. I'm so excited about that. That's our, our URL. We're on Instagram and all the social medias. Where is your, where, where can I find you on Instagram? Me? Yeah. Yes. And it's spelled J E S I H O O K. Awesome. Awesome. Go find her on social, go follow her. If you are a small business, which we are, we do have a lot of those that listen in. If you're a small business needing a glow up for your marketing, please hook her or look her up because she does gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful work. So again, just one more time. I want to say thank you. And I appreciate you and we'll be talking soon. Yay. Thank you so much. Babe, that is all I have for you guys today. I hope you are feeling your heart, feeling your mind, and feeling your body so you can free your soul. Until next time. Girl, I cannot tell you what it means to me that you are here and listening to this show. I am so grateful for you. And I just want to say that if you did love it or if it tugged at your heart at all, please feel free to share this with your friends or better yet, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so I can personally shout you out and thank you. Thank you so much for being on this journey, friend. Talk to you soon.